Coming up, new details are released for Star Wars Land. The rumor of Apple buying Disney heats up and free dining may be coming next week. We'll tell you what we're hearing on that. Also, Steve Porter is in Epcot today, and he'll tell us his three favorite snacks you can get on the dining plan in that park. And since free dining forces the Disney fan community to lose their bowels once a year, not my words, Pete's, (laughs) we thought we'd have a discussion about whether or not it's really worth it. All that coming up next from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida. This is The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 937 for the week of April 18th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Diz Unplugged. I am your host today, Craig Williams, filling in for Pete Werner, who is unfortunately feeling a bit under the weather. but Because of free dining, apparently. <laughs> yeah, free dining. <laughs> so if you're playing the drinking game today, you already had to take four shots for free dining. But I am joined alongside by a bunch of great people who are going to make this worthwhile. Starting with John Magi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Sorry. Kevin Close. That's sure a lot of pressure. <laughs> Kathy Worling. Hi, everybody. Corey Martin. I'm just happy to be here. And back on the controls, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hey, everyone. So I hope everyone's having a good week out there. Uh, very exciting episode for you, as we already said. And we will kick things off with a little bit of housekeeping, as we always do. And I'm going to start off by men- mentioning the Dis Unplugged app that we do have for uh, for the Apple App Store. The what? Whatever, what's it called? Just App Store? The, the App Store. There's an app, the app store. Yeah. for your phone. <laughs> and the Android Store. Uh, so you can download it on those. And it has been updated now to include every one of the shows that we have. Uh, so if you were wondering why some stuff was missing on there don't worry about that anymore it's now on there so go and download it it's completely free uh it features every episode from every show we've ever done so uh it is our recommended way of listening to our podcasts if you're going to listen to them if you're going to watch them uh you have lots more options but that's all i have to say about that and of course we have to plug <laughs> the Diz 20th Anniversary Mega Meet that's coming up. Uh, those dates that... That is happening. This is Craig Sean Spicer imitation. Pete's notes are not as detailed as I would put. Uh, he has this stuff off the top of his head. So, um, you want my help? Yeah, a little bit of help, please. All right, so we have uh, rooms available May 26th through June 4th. 2017 for our uh, 20th anniversary of the Diz. Uh, Events will take place that Monday through Friday of that week with the big event being June 1st on Thursday. That is our party at Epcot. Um, All you can ride Soren Test Track, The Seas with Nemo and Friends, Journey into Imagination with Figment, A Private Illuminations, Reflections of Earth, as well as a private concert by Miss Jody Benson. 
the voice of the Little Mermaid. We still have some spots left for the party, so please, please, please sign up quickly if you are interested as we are approaching selling out. We don't want anybody to miss out on that. Um, And I know for a fact that Pete is working with these guys to set up the rest of the events for the week. A lot of people are anxious to find out what else is going to happen that week. So that should be released next week. We should have all that information out for everybody. Um, I'm going to talk about our event during the week. Sure. But I want to say something else first. Okay. Uh, There's been some discussion on the thread on the boards about people being introverted and shy and not wanting to come up and bother us. Uh, We're out there hoping to meet you. Mm Mm-hmm. If you don't come up and say hello to us and we follow you around, then it's considered stalking. So if you see us and you don't say hello, it would be a disappointment. It would be a lost opportunity. So if you see us out and about, most of us are really friendly. Don't look at at the notes. Um, (laughs) Please come up and say hello. That's why we're holding this event, to meet you all. I agree, because I hate that when you go back after the event and somebody goes, oh, I saw you. But I didn't want to interrupt you. I didn't Please want to bother you. Come up and you know talk to us. Like the time I found out somebody spotted me sneaking Julie into the men's bathroom when she was pregnant. But I found out a week later on Facebook. It'd have been nice had they just yeah. waited outside. I think the deal. Sometimes that's just necessary. We <laughs> did that in New York just recently. Yeah. We snuck someone into the men's room because there was you know the men's room was empty and there were like seventy women in line. So. I don't think that's even a big deal anymore. Uh, John and I already have our announcement ready, and it will be, uh, we're going to be doing something after the big party. We're going to be doing something on Saturday. And I don't remember if I said 10 or 11. People are invited. Yeah, people are <laughs> people are invited. We're going to be in the Magic Kingdom, and we're going to meet. We're going to do something of, wonderful by ourselves. <laughs> it's already sold out. Uh, <laughs> we're going to meet in front of. It's a small world. Let's say ten thirty. Okay, perfect. Ten thirty, and we're going to ride. It's a small world, and who knows what we'll do after that? But we might have something to give you. Should we be wearing a red shirt? That Absolutely, day? it's gay days. And I'll tell you something. I'm going to be wearing a red shirt. Wow. So if you want a photo op with John and something other than black. Yeah. I don't know that I can process that. (laughs) Rhino had a shirt on last week. It said Diz Pride on it. The Diz was in rainbow stripes, Mm -hmm. and then Pride was in white letters. We have a bunch of us going, and we will be wearing that shirt in red, the Diz Pride shirt. And you get that through the store. And it's available from... That thing. T Publi. Yeah. yeah. T Publi. Look, go, go, ahead, go to the site. There's a link at the top for merchandise, and you can find everything there. We're also going to have uh, a silent auction that week, and Kathy and Teresa are running that. You Not guys want at the talk? Magic Kingdom. No, the week of the event mm-hmm. in May and June. So go ahead. We're going to talk a little bit about that for folks. Um, we're still looking for more items. I think we've gotten about 40 donations so far, but we can always use more. Um, we have stuff for you. Oh, good, good. Um, From the John and Kevin collection. Oh, well, you'll be over in the podcast section. But any items you have that you think that other Disney fans might like, you know, if you would like to donate it, um, we've got a form up on the website that's in the the link, right, on the post. In the the post post on the boards. And if you fill in the information and the information's there to mail it, we encourage you to mail it ahead of time so we can get it all processed and have it ready to go in the room on auction day. I will get, I will tell you what one of our items is. It's a signed photo of Glenn Close and it is the playbill from the show we saw and everybody in the cast has signed it. Oh, Not wow. the actress, Kevin's cousin Glenn. 
<laughs> He's a great guy. This was one of the things that was available for purchase for um, Equity Fights AIDS when Broadway cares, and we bought an extra one to donate to oh, the auction. Nice. So if you're interested Thank in you. the signed playbill and photo, it will be one of the items up for bid. And I just want to add one more thing before we go on to more housekeeping, that the, the stuff we have for auction will also be available on hand bid. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be there physically to bid on the items. We'll set up like we did for the Mega Meet. So you'll be able to bid from home and win your items. But we are going to be set up a day after the auction for people to pick stuff up? Correct. And mm-hmm. so All you don't have be. to have it shipped. If you're here, you can come by and pick we it up. We prefer you pick it up, and we'll have right. a day set aside for that, for sure. Okay, I've already yeah. gotten a private message. No, you cannot bid in advance. Shoot. But once hand know. bid goes up, once we go right. live with it, we don't know when that'll be. So, Because otherwise it's just me having a garage sale. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least that sounds interesting. Rhino's going to be wearing spandex. Oh, yeah, so um, that's new. one of my meats. <laughs> <laughs> Those are called spanks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, fantastic. Um, Let's move on to the shows for this week. So, released every Monday, we have the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show. John, what's happening on that this week and next week? This past week, um, yesterday on Monday, we released our um, Everything First Time Cruisers Should Know About Cruising. So, uh, hints and tips and advice on what to do if you're a first-time cruiser and you're nervous about getting on and pre-boarding and, and leaving the ship, we try to cover as much information as we could on that. And coming up next Monday, um, we're starting a series where we're talking about uh, doing things in the Disney Orlando area that's not necessarily Disney and is it worth it to do. And we're talking about taking a day out of your Disney vacation and going to SeaWorld. So if you're interested in possibly visiting SeaWorld and seeing what it's like, we talk about things like convenience how easy it is to get there, what the price might be to get there and park. Is it worth a whole day? Who would be interested in going to SeaWorld? So we help you sort of make a decision about if that's worth taking a day out of your Disney vacation to go and do. So you can find that Mondays, youtube.com slash dreams unlimited travel, as well as disunplug.com. Also on Mondays, but live Sunday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific time on mixler.com. You have the Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged. And I believe this week, listener Lori returns with a trip report from her family vacation to the Disneyland Resort. Not sure if that's it, but Tom didn't send it in, so I'm just making a guess on that. Uh, you can find that. Well, now they have to do that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that should be the way we do all our shows. <laughs> just, just announce their topic. Just announce that they're going to be and watch okay Tom's head explode. <laughs> I'm fine with that as long as it affects Tom and not me. Exactly. Tom surfs. <laughs> Tom surfs. <laughs> Tom gets a tattoo. <laughs> He's done that one already. Uh, so you can find that at disunplugged.com. Uh, then on Wednesdays, I believe, is the next thing that happens besides this on Tuesdays. Wednesdays is the best and worst uh, show. And I believe this week is the worst uh, worst uh, resorts at Walt Disney World. Yeah. Right? Worst memories uh, well, on the podcast. <laughs> it, no, it's confusing because I post them a week early for the Patreon people, so it gets mixed up in my head. It's definitely a resort week. Is that a segue? No, well, it can be. 
you can get early access to all these shows, <laughs> to all the best and worst shows by being a Patreon supporter. Anyway, bye. We'll just pretend that it's the worst one. So okay. uh, Pete and Rhino's opinion on which resorts are the worst in the three categories. Uh or four, I guess, because you did Home Away from Home too as well. Yes. So uh, you can find that at youtube.com slash disunplugged. Thursday, you have the universal edition of the Diz Unplugged, hosted by myself and with Rhino. And this week, we are going to discuss uh, a news item, a very exciting news item about Christmas at Universal this year, as well as we are going to show you the things that we would buy in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter if we had money to. <laughs> but we just don't. Did you hear that? Uh, I think Universal is going to hire 400 lifeguards oh, wow. for Volcano Bay. Wow. That seems incredible, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. That seems almost insane. How many? So it must be a hazard. I, I guess. They I, need that many people. I think they're expecting 100 to quit by the first yeah, week, probably. Probably. I'm excited for it. So, uh, yeah, that will be on the Universal show this week. And then Friday, but, well, Friday should be Dispop, but it's going to be earlier this week. Rhino, what's happening on that? Well, it's early this week because this episode is all about our experience at Star Wars Celebration here in Orlando over the weekend. Um, So we kind of take you uh, day by day about everything that happened there and what our experiences were like, like sleeping in line overnight and... uh, Getting to meet Ryan Johnson, the director of uh, The Last Jedi, and all that fun stuff. So I think it was a pretty good, pretty good episode, actually. Yeah. And yeah, so tune in for that. Um, that'll probably go up uh, this evening. That's my goal. Very good. Don't it would hold have me to, to be it. a Bentley at the end of me sleeping in line. There <laughs> <laughs> would have to be some huge financial gain. With a Louis Vuitton paint job. Right. I, 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 well, at one point I told Craig, I was like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> but then the director came out and I was like, I guess I'll stay. I just like sleeping on concrete a little bit more than you do. You sure do. <laughs> so that's Diz Pop. Uh, also on Friday, we have another episode of Connecting with Walt. And in this one, Michael and myself continue the uh, continue our series, Disney's Neverland, the Disney that never was. And this time it's with Disney historian Jim Corcus. And we talk to him about Walt Disney's attempt to make a film of the Roald Dahl book, The Gremlins. So you can find that this Friday. That's all I have for housekeeping with the shows and that does anyone else have anything no 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 you're it's done none my house is clean so (laughs) let's go over to a john with the news please all right our first news story ready kevin i'm ready it's a star wars thing it is new details released for star wars land i'm on the edge of my seat lucasfilm and walt disney imagineering had some exciting new information for the upcoming expansion to the disneyland park and disney's hollywood studios at Star Wars Celebration in Orlando. The Star Wars and Disney Parks, a a Galaxy in the Making panel, had some much-anticipated details on the new land. The panel discussed the theming of the new land. Apparently, the location will be themed as a planet on the outer rim on the, quote, edge of the unknown regions. The location was once a major trade port, but with the advancement of hyperspace travel, the village is now largely passed by. Because of this, it is now a great nesting ground for those looking for less attention, like smugglers, rogue traders, and adventurers traveling between the frontier and uncharted space. Apparently, the village is a, quote, safe haven for others intent on avoiding the expanding reach of the First Order. I think it's a cool idea. Oh, yeah. No, I... I mean, because what are you going to do? If you're going to recreate something that's already in the movies, right... 
people are going to be... They're going to judge it very right. heavily. Yes. Um, and it has to come with a certain level of authenticity, uh, like Universal did with The Wizarding World of Harry Potter. If you're going to recreate it, you have to be able to nail every single detail. So what's Disney doing? They're going to a brand new place that we've never heard of, but has been around in terms of the Star Wars universe as long as that's been around. Um, but before we really go into it, we actually, I was there for that panel and recorded it. We have it on YouTube, uh, .com slash WDW info, the panel with all the information that they, they said during it. But Pete wanted to play just a little snippet of it with a little bit of extra details to help with the discussion. So we'll go ahead and do that right now. Well, that, that is a lot of information to digest. I, I, I want to I go back from the top because you mentioned it as an outpost. Clearly, we know uh, from a high level this is a new, a new location in Star Wars. No, it's new to you. <laughs> it's always been there. It's always been there. It's just you haven't discovered it yet. But we're all, going, we're all on a hyperspace journey, and it'll take until 2019 to get there. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of the characters that we really know and love already are familiar with this place. Right. The fact that it may be newly discovered to us doesn't mean it's newly discovered to everybody, right? Yeah, and it's been there not since 2019. It's been there for thousands and thousands of years. And you're going to discover that. You're going to be able to get a sense of the history of the place when you go there. Yeah, like, so this used to be a vibrant trading port back in the old sub-lightspeed days. But now, with the advent of hyperspace, it's kind of, you know, its prominence has kind of fallen and faded a little bit, right? Which has made it a great spot for those who didn't want to be on that kind of mainstream path, right? So, the smugglers, the, the bounty hunters, the rogue adventurers looking to crew up, the people who don't want to be found, right? This is a great, basically all the interesting people. So, as Scott mentioned at the top, right, we're we're going to be visiting something about a crossroads in the galaxy, and this is a place where all of us are greeted very much as, as guests, as visitors, but for those who are looking to delve a little bit deeper, lots of opportunities certainly will abound. There are, there are going to be a ton of opportunities to uh, help out and support the resistance. Lots of smugglers and bounty hunters who are looking for a little bit of help and might be willing to offer you up a side job. Uh, and for those of you who are interested in uh, supporting the First Order, that will absolutely be an opportunity as well. Um, okay. but one, I'm a little scared now. I'm a little, but the number one thing that our fans uh, tell us they want to do when, they, when they're sort of part of the universe of Star Wars is get the opportunity to ride inside the Millennium Falcon. Uh, but, but hang on, if you, if you do that though, this is a world in which choices matter, and so if you do that, there are consequences. There are consequences to your actions in this world. So, you know, if you bring a ship back pretty heavily damaged, chances are, you know, somebody's not gonna be too happy about that. Yeah, Wendy has plans for people like that. <laughs> and so, that was my chewing. <laughs> and so again, for those who are, again, really interested in delving a little bit deeper, we're excited for opportunities where, you know, an experience might begin on board the Millennium Falcon and follow you right out the door of the attraction and into, you know, the local watering hole, right? So it really is up to you to determine, you know, how you want your fate to play out in this world. You can essentially build a reputation 
in the Star Wars universe. You're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> you know, I, can I tell a story about you? Please, please tell so, okay. so last week we invited David to come over and kind of just see a little bit so he had a little bit of a context for what we were talking about. And one of the things that I remember you kind of reacted to was, you know, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do is how do we make Star Wars real? How do we take it off that screen and make it real for all of us, right? And one of the things we knew, Star Wars, we have to have lightsabers, right? So we actually showed David a little prototype uh, of our, of, of how we will actually take these great, the stuff looks great on screen, but we have to make it look great right in front of you. No, no, Scott, it's real. It's it real. is real. I, I've seen a lightsaber now in my life, and you showed it to me. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's. I, I, I know it's too early, but I've seen. I, I, you guys, I've seen some things, <laughs> and it's real, and it's coming in 2019. Okay, so that was just a little bit of the uh, highlights of that panel for the full thing. Head over to YouTube to watch that, as I said before. Uh, so, yeah, they uh, they are really touting this as just. A, a different level of immersion beyond anything uh, that's been done in a park so far yet. Uh, especially with the fact that they said every choice you make in there could end up, if, if you choose to, that could end up following you around and how you will interact with other characters in the, the realm, droids, this, that, and the other. Everything will have an effect on your experience in there. I don't know how they're going to accomplish that, if it's going to be with Magic Band technology, keeping track of everything you're doing and the decisions you're making to lead uh, to have that effect. But um, it, it's definitely interesting, for sure. What I think is really cool is that they've made a place where it's logical for you to meet the characters. Because you got to think about it. You know, you if they use a set or a place from the movies... It would seem out of place for one character yeah. to show up who's not in that universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's okay for someone to show up in that place. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It absolutely. Yeah, it's does. like they made they made the location in canon with the universe at all times. You know, so it's an interest, or as, I guess as much as they can because they're talking about the first order. So I don't think no, Darth Vader is going to make an appearance. That's um, I think it was uh, Pablo Hidalgo in there in the panel. He's mm-hmm. like in charge of the Star Wars canon now and. He said it is completely in canon. So, so. it's it's all going to be um, the the new movies forward. I'm assuming. But what I'm saying is like Chewbacca's still around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like Chewbacca could show up and not and not be weird that he's on this place that he doesn't show up in the movie. Yeah, right. So I think that all makes sense. Not old characters mm-hmm. who are no longer around, but yeah. characters who are in the universe. Yeah, and I think they they are taking a note out of the Wizarding World and they're going at it with a more timeless approach. So that way, there's not that question about well, Dumbledore died in the movies. Sorry, spoiler. Oh, but geez. then he's oh, in I Hogwarts. I haven't started Castle. the first book yet. <laughs> like, they. If you go in with that idea, then you don't have to question it. The other thing I'm excited to hear about, something I was worried, I thought it was going to be like a standard Disney experience where, you know, cast members don't get into the story. Yeah. They don't they don't play the part. Um, something that Universal did a very good job of with The Wizarding World. If you worked in Hogwarts, you were a student. And you treated people like you were a student. Well, anytime um, they take your cell phone to take a picture, they're like, what's this muggle device? Little exactly. things. Little things like that. And, you know, I, I, I was skeptical that Disney wasn't going to go down this route with Star Wars Land. But it seems like they are going to go full force with it and, and oh, truly make force. it 
yeah, sorry, pun intended, uh, and make it a very, very immersive experience. The thing experience. in the called The Force. <laughs> <laughs> He's explaining it. With that last artist rendering, you had mentioned uh, taking notes from uh, the Wizarding World, but that last artist rendering reminds me of Diagon Alley, how you just walk in and then mm. you just, you're consumed with it. I don't think nothing's been done at Disney like that. I don't know. It Avatar seems like what well, yeah, Avatar is like, yeah. but I mean, Pandora seems to be going to be along the same lines where you'll be immersed and the cast will interact with you. But yeah, yeah. Star Wars Land will be the next. Um, It'll just be the next step on top of it, too. And it didn't talk about it in this part of the panel. Uh, it actually started because this whole thing was a history of uh, Star Wars and Disney parks together. So they did announce that um, they they said before that Star Tours would be getting updated again for Episode 8. And they finally announced which planet it would be. And it will be Crate. Um, so if you've seen The Last Jedi uh, trailer. It is the planet where they show the clips of the the new ships, kind of like the mineral almost planet. crashing, and yeah. then yeah, it's a mineral planet, so it's got all that red dust um, that the ships are kind of dragging along in. So that's the planet you're going to start going to uh, in <laughs> December of whatever year it is, 2017. This year, this year. yeah, there yeah. you go. So very hey, excited. Go get coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy loves everything Disney. She'll love this too. I just I, I always get worried with the new Star Wars stuff in Pandora because up until now I've been able to go experience these attractions without having ever seen the movie. But listening to you talk, it's like how much of it am I going to miss? Well, that's I think why they're doing it this way, creating a new planet that well, isn't in the movie, yeah. so that way anyone walking in doesn't have to have that background. However, I think I think knowing who the characters are is going to help you in this. Oh, yeah. I mean, because if someone just walks up to you and starts saying something, you're going to be lost and not know what they're mm-hmm. talking about. So I think you should know a little bit about yeah. it. You've never seen any of the movies? No, I've seen some of the movies now, but like the first time I covered Star Wars, I remember this lady coming up and posing in front of me. And I'm like, well, I'm going to take pictures because obviously she's... <laughs> Somebody, <laughs> and then I came home and looked up what it was. And what was it? Someone escaped a from figment it. of her imagination. Yeah, <laughs> she was some kind of fighter or something. But Katie. I'm just, I'm just. Her caretakers were looking for her. The only thing us is like looking at this. Like if it's not like in the movies, I might have, and Kevin might have a better chance of enjoying this no. because you don't think no yep. kevin's gonna sit there while i enjoy it i was just gonna say are there benches in yeah. crate it's like me eating sushi with julie <laughs> it's one of those things we do for you because you like it yeah and that's why everyone's great here so let's move on to the next news story John. <laughs> oh my goodness all right our second news story rumor of apple buying disney gets wall street's attention According, according to speculative analysis from RCB Capital Markets, the idea of Apple purchasing Disney is not so far-fetched. Apple could find the capital for the takeover if the proper conditions were met. In a note to a client, RCB analysts Stephen Cahill and Leo Culp discussed the possibility of the acquisition. One of the main conditions required for the deal regards how Apple would obtain the necessary funds for the $237 billion purchase, assuming that Disney gets a 40% premium on their stock. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead because the rest is a little bit how they would go about getting that. Even if they manage to afford the price tag, how likely is it for Apple to follow through? Quote, recently, investors have increased their speculation 
that Apple could seriously consider acquiring Disney, Cahill and Culp wrote in their note. Content is a major focus for Apple. Target size is not an issue. And Disney offers an avenue to diversify away from hardware without diluting the strong Apple brand. Um, The addition of Apple tech to Disney theme parks is another obvious benefit. There's also the possibility of uh, cementing global streaming sports rights for ESPN, utilizing both Disney-backed BAM tech and Apple distribution. So it seems to be out there that maybe this idea that we floated a couple weeks ago about Apple and buying Disney, not so far-fetched. See, I always thought that Disney was going to take over the world. I I know that sounds weird, but I always, with the way they started grabbing up things in like the 90s or whatever i don't know when they bought abc but they slowly started getting more and more like just absorbing things that it became this massive entity now the idea of somebody else trying to absorb this massive entity just seems mind-boggling to me or even the fact that somebody would own disney is that isn't like it's been its own thing since the beginning that this now is, it could belong to somebody America. else this is what happens the bigger fish will come and buy the smaller fish quote-unquote but the question is does Apple even want to do it? I mean, that right. seems to be the idea out there. Is there's a lot of speculation from the markets that they could do it, but is Apple even interested in taking this on because it means going completely into into entertainment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, i I don't see it happening. Um, you know, I, I know Pete worries about Apple coming after Disney and the fact that he doesn't believe that Apple innovates anymore, having a, a negative impact on Disney. But it's it's just beyond that to me. It's starting to get into this massive monopoly that yeah. just I feel like then if Apple buys Disney, then Comcast is going to react in some way and start buying up other things, too. And before we know it, it's just media is just running it'll go back to like the four channel days of the 50s you know it'll just be like comcast disney i mean other than independent studios who are the big producers yeah there's really only a few big studios out there anymore making it i mean there's smaller distribution channels but it's just it's just a weird it's just so weird it's such a it's one of those where i don't believe it'll happen but then it it could because it could, that could be the whole thing that Apple maybe Tim Cook feels like I haven't shown since Steve Jobs passed away that this company can still innovate and shock and wow people. Well, let's wow them and purchase the. It essentially, if Apple was going to do it, they would do it now before some sort of slump happens again. Yeah, but and, that's like wowing people by taking over someone who does a lot of great work. That's what it doesn't though. need the help. I mean, it's kind of in the same realm of. Uh, Disney buying Marvel, but they don't. You know? They're not. They're not buying them because they're doing great work. They're buying them. It, they're doing that because then they can say, "Well, we're Apple and we're doing the great work too." You know what I mean? Oh well, no, that that's ex- I, I do know that, but yeah. it's just it's cheap. It's, it's oh a cheap no, way I agree. That's, that. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and again, that's what Disney's kind of doing a lot right now with you know with everything that's happening with Marvel, with happening with Star Wars. Yeah. Still with Pixar since they fully acquired that. It's but don't they, you think that Disney at least is using its resources to bolster those products? Yes. It feels like you still have Imagineering in the parks, it, integrating those iPods. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, I, I completely agree on that. That's where I don't, I don't see the connection with Apple because what can Apple actually bring to their except, table besides cash flow? Yeah, and you know, hey, maybe they can fix the computer system. 
No. Well, the, <laughs> the, yeah, the, never, ever happened. It's all on Windows. The weird thing in all of this to me is that somebody, I guess it's just kind of showing that somebody can just come in someday and just take and buy Disney now because that's how mm-hmm. it is. It's like what you said. It's corporate America. Whereas you think about Disney being this own little it's castle, and no one's going to touch that castle. I think that it's sort of sad. I, I get that in the world of business, this would make sense, but you think about the legacy of Walt Disney, and you know how everybody always goes, what would Walt say? What would Walt say if this big company came in and wanted to take over what he did? Well, I guess he yeah, would say no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. That's what's crazy to me is that someone can just be like, there's no person that can be like, nah, we're going to be our own thing. It's just they can come in and be like, well, we've got $257 billion, so you're our thing now. It also has to do with also will the shareholders accept the offer. Yeah. That has that plays into it, too. The shareholders have to say this is okay for us to do it, but I think at a 40% return on your investment, they're all going to say yes. You know, Walt's been gone a long time. I don't know that – and he was an innovator. So do you really think he would be against this? Or do you see he would yeah, see I it mean, as a step forward? I no. think he would say anyone controlling his company yeah, would be against. Exactly. Yeah, but there's been a lot of things that have happened between his passing and now that he would have been against as well, and, and Disney's still here and running. Interesting, oh. interesting story. We'll see how it progresses. Exactly. All right. So. Our third and final news story. Hold on to your bowels. <laughs> Rumor, <laughs> free dining may be released April 24th. As usual, there is much discussion on the Diz boards about whether or not the free dining promotion is coming or if it's a thing of the past. It seems as though some information has been leaked as one poster is reporting the following. Quote, looks like free dining could be dropping on April 24th, minimum of four nights, maximum of 14, with Park Hopper and Park Hopper Plus add-on. Uh, check-in dates August 13th through September 30th, and there's a whole bunch of other ones that sort of fall within the time frame of August to December, avoiding uh, holidays. It also appears that values and moderates may get quick service with regular dining only for deluxe resorts. Uh, Keep in mind, these days are not set and not been officially announced by Disney. This is strictly a rumor. Um, Happens every time this year. The rumors start to fly. I do believe that there's some folks out there who have some inside track that they probably shouldn't be releasing the information. We, the travel agency, Dreams Unlimited Travel, have gotten have received nothing. So we can't say for sure that's going to come. But given the details of the what this person posted, it sounds to me like they have some inside information. Yeah. And uh, we'll go over a little bit more of our thoughts uh, and opinions on the free dining uh, towards the end of the show here. Uh, I believe that's what we were supposed to do. Sorry, I'm just looking at my notes. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do discussion on free dining. Yes. Is it worth it? You know, all that good stuff. But. Yeah, but, it, you know, there are a lot of benefits with uh, free dining, including, uh, you know, being free. able to have free snacks, free uh, free meal stuff like that. So uh, we actually have Steve Porter, who is out in Epcot right now, who is going to talk to us about some of the free snacks that you can have if you have free dining. So let's check in with him. Hello, rumor. Hey guys. <laughs> oh, hey Steve. Can you hear me? I as soon as Rhino turns up the volume oh, a little sorry. bit, I'll be able to hear you. There you go. There you go. How, how's it going, Steve? It's pretty good. It's beautiful out here today. Awesome. So what what kind of goodies did you find today? 
Yeah, so I wanted to run around and try some snacks using, uh, well, I don't have the, the dining plan, but I used essentially, I got things that were could be used for free snacks or snack credits with the dining plan. And I wanted to get three things that I've never tried before. So I skipped the churros, skipped the Dole Whip, and went and tried to find some snacks that are maybe lesser known snacks. A banana. <laughs> an apple, perchance? <laughs> lesser known snacks. What? An, an apple? An apple? No, not an no. apple. But you want me to flip the camera around and I'll show you guys what I got? That'd be great. How about I can't it? wait. That'd be uh, awesome. <laughs> okay, so right here I have the melon shave ice, which was four twenty nine. I have right here, let me pull this out. This is I can I'm not gonna pronounce this right, but it's the stoop waffle for three twenty nine. And in here I have the Napoleon, which was Four forty-nine, and these were all listed with the little DP dining plan sig- uh, sign next to them, saying that you could use a snack credit. Correct. Yes. Awesome. So all of these work with uh, the snack credits. Um, you know, they they all range somewhere between seems like three dollars to. I mean, actually, I think there's one in Hollywood Studios that's like a waffle combination thing that's like close to seven dollars. So. You know, I I found somewhere in the middle, try to find some things that I've never tried before. So uh, let me uh, dive right in and I'll show you guys what what we got here. So here's the the, uh, melon shave ice. Mm. (laughs) Slower, Mm. please. Where where did this come from again? This is from the Japan Pavilion. Um, And it's actually really good. It's light, refreshing. It would be good if it were a super hot day out. it's not too sugary, it, but it is sweet, but it doesn't give you that uh, syrupy flavor that, I don't know, I hate that. Um, so, yeah, overall pretty good. I, I'll probably get this again. Uh, let's try the stoop waffle. Um, is it stupid? It's pretty good. It's really dry. Um, but the caramel's really good. Um, I probably won't get this again, though. But <laughs> he's been he's been stooped. Don't get into your own milk. <laughs> the stoop waffle is not for me. If only you had a melon drink to wash it down. <laughs> yeah. And here is the Napoleon. Oh, I'm breaking it everywhere. Okay, here we go. Mmm. Mmm. That is really good. Is that I from France? Know. It is like some sort of a pastry dessert with a custardy. Uh, Steve, that's the very definition of Napoleon. That looked pretty substantial too, the size, as far as yeah, it, compared it, it, to the other thing. Back around, it's it's uh, it's pretty big. I kind of destroyed it though. But where did it come yeah. from? And so yeah, so I'll go back through. Uh, the shave ice is from the Japan Pavilion. The stoop waffles from Germany, and the Napoleon is from France. Okay, cool. Now put the Napoleon in the drink, like you did last week. I don't know if that concoction would work so well. Make that stew waffle moist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you got some great snacks, Steve. How uh, how are the crowds today? What, what's it looking like out there? They are not too bad. I think, uh, I mean, it's still spring break crowds, but it's not as bad as it was last week. So it's a beautiful day. The crowds aren't too bad. It's overall pretty good. That's great to hear. So we won't uh, keep you any longer. We'll let you get back to enjoying your stoop. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. See you, guys. Bye, Steve. Bye. Bye. Okay. Well, that just happened. So (laughs) 
why don't we move on to rapid fire? I'm sorry. I'm just laughing at myself. Um, and actually, today I'm going to surprise everyone by starting myself because I didn't think I'd be hosting. So I chose right. one. And for my rapid fire, an Uber-like service to begin soon at Walt Disney World. Um, I, I believe we mentioned this as a rumor a while back, but uh, Walt Disney World has begun hiring drivers for what appears to be the new Uber-like service that could be launching soon. Uh, it's the service will provide door-to-door transportation between theme parks and resorts, and uh, it may use electric vehicles featuring advanced technology, I guess to make it more environmentally friendly and uh Cast members that apply as drivers should have at least one year of experience and be able to answer any questions guests might have about their vacation. So we don't know when this is actually going to begin testing phase. Uh, I think it's actually a, a really great idea. I mean, it's to have people on the roads going around Walt Disney World that actually know where they're going is always mm-hmm. a benefit. Yeah. Um, it usually gets congested when you have people driving around who are just completely lost and confused um, about what they're doing. And it's just, it's a nice added addition on top of already having the buses for people who don't like waiting to know that they could pay, you know, a couple bucks to get them somewhere faster. I'm sure Disney will charge in bigger upcharge than what Uber would actually do. But well, if they're, in, if they're employed by Disney and it's a Disney owned and operated service, and it probably might, it may not be. I would think it would be less than taking a cab. I think they're going to try to uh, yeah. you know, offer a better rate. And also you're getting a cast member who's going to be more knowledgeable about There's about a Disney employee. It's not. Yeah. Yes, but uh, that's where I could see them charging more, saying, well, our drivers actually know everything. Oh, they are employees. You can trust them, whereas you can't trust Uber. The bus drivers. It was the bus drivers. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and I think the other thing, Disney, I'm assuming they've already thought of this. Link them so they can take magic bands. Absolutely. Yeah. So now you get in and you just swipe your magic band and you don't even have to worry about paying them. That's why I, cool. I love Uber so much is because it's already there. I never have cash in my pocket. I do now with, you know, you have to bring it with tipping and stuff, but, you know, to pay for the whole thing. I, I don't take cabs at all. And, but cabs are still, you know, very active on property. People take cabs a lot from resort to resort. This is so much better. Yeah. So that is my rapid fire. John, what do you have? All right, before I start with mine, is everybody clear out a little bit? Because I'm going to do the I told you so dance. <laughs> get out of the way. Club 33 coming to Walt Disney World. Uh, later this year, Club 33 will begin in uh, Walt Disney World, similar to what it does in other <clears throat> parks around the world. Uh, the rumor out there is that it's going to be in all four parks. And we're pretty sure that's going to happen. So there'll be a club in each of the Walt Disney World theme parks. Um, and as I mentioned previously in a rumor, you will not be able to switch your your uh, membership between other theme parks and Walt Disney World. They're going to be only for that place that you buy into it. But this is pretty big news for Club 33. I mean, first time in Walt Disney World. Have we heard... Like, if you buy in at Magic Kingdom, is it good at the other three parks? Yeah, you're going to buy a Walt Disney World Club 33 membership, and you're going to be able to visit the uh, lounges in each of the four theme parks. That's cool. Now, in Disneyland, there's different levels, and you have to buy a certain level if you want to get into both Club 33 and 1901. So that might be the case for this as well, that depending on the level you buy will be how many clubs you get into, but... I think it's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. I, I just sent my email in and asked them for more information. 
There's a lot of speculation on what it's going to cost, right? You, first, there's the initiation fee, and then there's the, the annual fee you pay. It's not cheap. It shouldn't be. But I know a lot of a lot of the comments on on social. I can't believe they're doing this, focusing, you know, on the one percent. It's but you don't have to buy it. You well, know? it's like DVC. <laughs> yeah. There's a DVC lounge. I don't see it as different. Yeah. You have to be a member to enter, and you don't have to buy DVC to stay at Walt Disney World. You don't have to become a Club Thirty Three member to eat in Walt Disney World. I think the idea that uh, any of the Disney parks are some sort of egalitarian utopia is just silly. I mean, there are things in all of you talked about Harry Potter. If you yep. had money, there were things you would like to buy. I just don't think it's as, you know. It, it's not for the masses either. That's the thing. So it's, right. it's kind of yeah. like one of those, like, oh, because you can't go, they shouldn't build it? Because that's, I mean, it's, it, they've been doing the one in Disneyland for however long. Sorry. Um, but, it, it, the, like, I'm all about making it affordable for everybody to be able to go. But this is that thing that is specifically aimed at like uh, the, I don't want to yeah. say it, but the Disney elite, because it's, that's what it's, it's, I'm not going to, you know, I didn't send an email on it. I'm just hoping that somebody in the company. Oh yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, around. <laughs> I, mean, I can't afford an, an apartment in New York city. Yeah. Right. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to go. Right. Exactly. Take it back to Disney. You know, people can't afford, you know, concierge level at the Grand Floridian. Does that mean it shouldn't exist? I agree. Yeah, so everything should be you know art of animation level rooms. I think some people so, yeah. are also concerned that they they know Disney so well, they know where everything is, and so they start to think, well, where are these locations that it could be? They initially jump to the conclusion that Space Mountain is going to be gutted, so they can put in <laughs> Club Thirty Three in there. Yeah, or they're going to close Main Street and they're going to uh, make you come in through the back door. Exactly, something like that. They, I think that's where a lot of people go to in their heads that like, well, there can't possibly be any other place that I don't know about it because yeah, I know where everything know is. But yeah, there, there is, there's a lot of places that are off the beaten trail that a lot of people never get to see and I'm sure they're going to start choosing those locations for them and they won't affect anyone. I mean, even the Club 33 in Disneyland, it's a very um, discreet entrance. Yeah, right. I mean, there's not a neon sign that says Club 33. You have to know it's even there. Yeah, and I, my one hope is that they take a lot of care and consideration into all four clubs so that way they're mm. all equally mm-hmm. enjoyed. Like, it would be a shame if uh, they skimped on Animal Kingdoms and didn't go all out so no one wanted to go there, but at Magic Kingdom was the one that everyone wanted to go to. Like, well, I think it's also... I'm sorry, Kathy. I was, just, I was just going to say, I don't think they would do that because, like, with Animal Kingdom, they're going to know that that's going to be... Least likely that people are going to want to go there. Like Magic Kingdom is probably going to sell out, or however they they're going to do that. So they're going to have to raise their, you know, standards to to make sure that the other clubs are every bit as attractive. I heard they talked about the fact that this, these clubs are going to be based on Walt and Lillian's adventures travels, and adventures. Travel, yeah. And I think to myself, is the, are they going to use that sort of model of the Adventures Club? Hmm. That that could be good for Animal mm-hmm. Kingdom. Yeah. I mean, I'm just excited to see whatever comes into yeah. Hollywood Studios, um, because just with where they're going with the direction mm-hmm. of the park, it could either fit in with the old scheme of Hollywood Studios. Who knows? It could be Star Wars related. It could be. Oh please, it could no. be anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just my my thing is I just hope to know somebody who's got a membership right, and we can right. go. That's what that's don't you know. make eye contact. Now uh, now John, I'm sorry if you said it in your your story, but 
or currently there's an email you can send, but is this, to, this isn't necessarily a waiting list. This is just for more information. Right. I sent an email in and I said, I'm interested in more information and being placed on the waiting list. And I got back a canned response that said, okay, thank you for your interest. We will let you know when we have more information. So I don't believe I'm on any kind of waiting list. As a matter of fact, they probably deleted my email, <laughs> <laughs> looked at my last name and thought profile. <laughs> so Star Wars characters following you around. You made bad decisions. If there is a Star Wars Club 33, I'm selling all your Louis Vuitton to join it. <laughs> I'll go in on that. <laughs> well, thanks, John. You're welcome. Kevin? Um, I don't have any details, but I'm going to ask that everybody keep Carol Bowling in their thoughts. Uh, apparently... Let's just say, let's all keep Carol Bowling in our thoughts. Yeah. Wish her good well. Wish her good luck. And you get what I mean. Yeah. All right. My rapid fire. I was going to start out with saying that 2018 Adventures by Disney dates, uh, we've been told, will be released in May. I don't have any more information than that except May. So there's 31 days. 31 days? 30 days, half September, April. Yeah, 31. All right. Something that just came in the mail while I was here. Uh, For a limited time, people can take advantage of last chance offers on select adventures by Disney itineraries. They can save $350 per person on select Danube River Cruises, $250 per person on select domestic departures, and $150 per person on select long weekend departures. These will be on, uh, you can book between, I'm sorry, you can travel between June 11th and November 9th, but you need to book between April 18th and September 22nd. Kevin, it dreams unlimited travel. If you think this appeals to you, you would have to be willing to travel through November 9th. And this is not, they're not going to honor this on an existing they reservation. Are not. And your cancellation fees will almost undoubtedly be more than the savings you would make. Disney does that all the time. This would be for new itineraries. Awesome. Thank you, Kevin. Kathy? Walt Disney World is canceling all their um, scheduled campfires at the resorts due to dry weather here in Central Florida. There are current fire restrictions put in place to prevent fires like the 475-acre fire that broke out near International Drive last week. At the um, Fort Wilderness Resort and Campgrounds, all campsites must stop using all personal fire pits, charcoal grills, or wood grills. For now, guests are still allowed to consider continue using propane grills so just be careful because we've got a lot of fires going on here it's been we haven't had rain in quite a while it's dry 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 we are dry there um julie was here last week and she was saying you guys are under water restrictions yes we used saint we used uh reclaimed water for no my bill my bill shoots to the roof yeah unfortunately and if you're driving along i4 reconsider flicking your cigarette butt out the window Mm -hmm. yeah well, thank you, Kathy, for You're that welcome. sad, sad news. Yep. So I've been just using water left and right. <laughs> <laughs> who's the Indian? Remember the Indian? Who's Yogi Bear? Is it Yogi Bear? Who's the hey, only you can prevent forest fires? The Native American was not named Yogi Bear. <laughs> no, no. Yogi <laughs> the Bear. Yogi the Bear. And I don't think he was a Native American, and I think you've got no, him confused I'm, I'm with the one who didn't people. want you to litter. She's thinking of the oh, litter guy. Okay. She's yeah. thinking right. of okay. the crying litter okay. Native right. American. Okay. Well, he's crying about forest fires or fires too. <laughs> oh, God. oh man! Kathy watched a different channel. Oh, wow. 
And we Corey. apologize, Native Americans. Oh, Please well, go. Well, let's move on to Animal <laughs> Kingdom. All right. Uh, Tree of Life Awakenings is going to be expanded at Disney's Animal Kingdom um, to give guests more of an opportunity to enjoy the Tree of Life uh, Awakenings. The stories told on the tree with color and light will soon be able to be seen on both sides of the icon. Beginning with the Disney-inspired story in late May, guests walking along Caravan Road, the pathway between Africa and Asia, will get a great view of the Tree of Life um, as it comes alive. You sound thrilled about it, too. <laughs> do I? Yeah. Well, I kind of I, 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 wish, I, the, I wish the is, castle could do this. I was this. just going to yeah. say the exact that, same thing. That'd be thing. great yeah. if the castle could do this. Right. Do it on but both sides of the castle, yeah. right? You can do it on a tree. Yeah. Well, and everyone, <laughs> everyone expected it to happen with the tree. They were doing all that construction down below. They've always been for a while now. They've just been setting it up to do it. So I and I love the the tree of life. Me too. Coming I particularly like the turquoise colored leaves. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'd rather watch it from the from the other side, not in that crowded area. Yeah. Where everybody's side of the tree. The backside. Well, it's true because right now they have a lot of uh, nighttime entertainment going on. So they have like the band that's mm-hmm. by the side of the tree. And then once Pandora opens, everyone's going to be trying to cross through there yep. after Rivers of Light lets out. Honestly, you're right. The the backside by uh, the Harambe Market, that's the place to be. Well, the whole thing about it was that it was supposed to be a, a show that you weren't supposed to sit and wait for. It was just supposed to be something that, that you're passing by. Yeah. If you see it, then you catch a glimpse of it. But it has become... This everyone sit there for an hour and well, just yeah, constantly ha- watch the loops. So with the backside, it yeah. seems like you'll be able to approach it more from the original intention of the show itself. Yeah, it just happens. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you, Corey. Ryan. Oh, I've got a good one. So Frozen Summer Games returning to Blizzard Beach. Um, Walt Disney World has announced that last year's popular event, Frozen Summer Games, will be returning to Blizzard Beach. During their visit to the water park, guests can choose from Team Olaf, Team Kristoff, and take part in several Frozen-themed activities, including the ice, pail relay, snowball toss, or ski pole limbo. There'll be crafts, games, DJ, and new this year, you get a meet-and-greet with Kristoff and Olaf. And that starts May 26th, and I could not care less. I know Kevin wants to go. Well, you I know think, how I, I think feel the water about parks are going to be. I would great. rather do this than go to anything Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is going to be great when there's water restrictions and you got to go. There. <laughs> These are supposed to be snowballs. <laughs> yeah, so well, I'm glad you're excited about. Well, it. you know, I I do enjoy the water park, the Disney water parks. I like a water park. I I I know I'm probably in the minority here, but I I like the water parks. But oh, I'll be over parks. at Volcano Bay this summer. So. Oh. Thanks. Water parks were great when we were coming on vacation, mm-hmm. you know, because it was, you know, you're coming to Florida and it was hot. Yeah. And you cooled off. Now that we live here, it's not something that we're... And we have a pool in our backyard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> From this point on, we should call them theme parks. That's what the they are. Other right, Disney theme parks. The 400 lifeguards. Yeah, duh. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing your enthusiasm. You're welcome. That will do it for Rapid Fire. And let's close things up by finally now talking about... <laughs> free dining and whether or not we think it's worth it my opinion is i've never paid for it so i don't have an opinion there you go anyone else have an opinion did we did opinion? a whole big thing on the dreams unlimited travel show about free dining and we did a comparison between paying and not paying here's about dining the dining plan in general and paying and not paying in my opinion if you're going to be here and you're going to have what you've already booked and everything is great and you don't have to pay more for it Free is free. 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Giving something for free is fantastic. So, of course, it's worth it if you're already going to do it. If now you have to jump through hoops and you have to buy an, a higher resort or stay at a better resort or buy more tickets, then you have to look at the price difference mm-hmm. between what you're paying for dining to eat yourself and this difference in price. And sometimes it's not worth it. But if you're going to get it for free anyway, get it. And I would just add, <clears throat> as a travel agent with dreams, we're going to be on top of it if they release it. Um, I see people on the boards that are up checking the boards at 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, I'm up at 4 o'clock in right. the morning. So if I saw that it was going on, I'd get it for my clients. And, and we have like a chain among the agents that we can, you know, we want to get free dining for our clients. And sometimes that happens and sometimes it doesn't. And just, you know, like you've said on the podcast, book what you're comfortable with. And if you get free dining on top of that, that's perfect. But don't tie yourself up in knots booking a couple different reservations yeah, and, you know, all the different things. And don't get yourself all upset. That's what you have a travel agent for. That's what we're supposed to do. Think about being also think about being flexible. Is free dining more important to you than where you're staying? Mm-hmm. Is it more important to you than the ticket you've purchased? Or when you're coming. Or when you're coming. Mm-hmm. So if you are willing to move it a couple of days or go to a different resort just to get free dining, then that's something you should think about in advance or communicate to your travel agent. One of the things that's a upset. decision that they have to make for you at that moment. One of the things that was expressed when we did the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show is Disney releases certain – Disney's trying to fill rooms. They're not just being gracious and offering free dining. They're trying to fill the rooms that they need to fill. So while you have a reservation at a certain resort, the room type that you've booked might not be available. The days that you booked might not be consecutively available. So your travel agent is going to try and get it, but if they call or they write to you and tell you, well, I can get the first two days, but then I can't get the other days, would you like to bump up a room on a category? This is not them trying to upsell you. This means that Disney right. didn't release your room type. Mm-hmm. And if you've booked multiple reservations, you might be one of the reasons why that room type mm-hmm. wasn't available. I'm actually a little surprised that we're even talking about free dining this year. Availability mm-hmm. during this period has been very, very tight. And whether it's people booking multiple rooms in anticipation of free dining. Well, that's because it's when the Christmas party started, apparently. Right. <laughs> really. And that's, you know, or it's because now people want to go and this is the time they want to travel. So the fact that Disney is thinking about this promotion, maybe, maybe not, surprises me because I don't know that they need to fill rooms. They may need to fill rooms at certain resorts, but not across property. So was we're going to see what happens. Was it last year that the availability was very limited. Yes. Yep. I mean, last year was like a nightmare trying yep. to get it for people. So, and I would also say if you already have, if you're working with an agent and you have an idea that you want this resort, if this resort isn't available, tell your agent ahead of time because anything that they have is going to work out better for you. Right. Exactly. I also think that Disney likes when this sort of chaos ensues. Oh, I agree. I think they like to to wind yeah. people up with stuff like this. And well, you said this. last year that it was very, very limited. And there were people who were very angry. Mm-hmm. But I think Disney kind of enjoys that. Because I think if you've emotionally committed to a trip anyway, that you're going to book it whether you get free dining or not. But I think they enjoy Do we it. see people cancel if they can't get free dining, Kathy? Do you see a lot of people I've, say? I've had some, yes. And it's like you've worked with them and you've tried to manage their expectations. And then they go, well, I didn't get free dining. And it's like, but 
but you're here and you've got this and the money you would have saved, but it's like they want to see that free dime. Free. Yeah. Oftentimes, they'll offer a room discount at the same time, and the room discount will might actually might actually work out yeah. better for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and I think you know not having experience with it, that's what I would be more inclined to do because I'm I'm over the Disney dining plan. I don't I don't get it for how I like to eat. Uh, because sometimes I like to sit down and I like to have an appetizer entree, the full blown meal. Other times I just want an entree. Other times I might just want to do some apps. It's just, I, I, think- I don't like being in the same restrictive case that you have to get your entree, you have to get your non alcoholic beverage, all that every night for mm-hmm. five, six, seven nights. It just gets repetitive. And. But I, I guess it does work for some people. It just I also think some people just want to stop and have a hot dog, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it depends on how you want it. It's how you eat. The yeah. dining plan works for a lot of people for a lot mm-hmm. of different reasons, whether it's the ability you might save a couple bucks or it's because there's a freedom involved in it and it's the idea of I paid in advance. Mm. So there's no – I mean I think people have reasons for wanting a dining plan for sure. This free dining has created a whole different monster. And again, as I said, if it fits what you're going to travel and it's free, fantastic. Yep. Take advantage of it. Have a great time. But please don't get worked up if you don't get it. Because a lot of times it's not even, you know, the, the thing that was listed in this uh, teaser was, again, moderate resorts and value resorts, you might get quick service, free dining. So how much is there really a value in that when you could get a discount on your room? No. We um, we have an article on the Diz. It's been up, uh, I think, since last year. Just free dining plan basics. You can do your own research on the boards um, through threads and threads of all the people talking about it. We just took all that information and simplified it into one, into one page. Read it, see if it's uh, for you, and, and then you know go explore. I also think you're going to see availability at restaurants disappear, mm-hmm. where people are making presumptive. Or they're going to change because once, if this is announced, all those reservations, because I I was reading some thread this morning, some people have like three reservations for a number of days at like Be Our Guest, hoping that it's during their days. So once people get, figure out what their days is, you know, dining may open up. That's insane. Well, we asked people what their opinion of Disney's free dining program was and uh, we did that on Facebook and the results are in maybe surprising or not I guess that's your opinion but uh, with 14% people said I love it no free dining no trip to Disney this year Uh, 33% worth it I look forward to it every year but I'm going to Walt Disney World regardless Um, at 11% I never go during that time of year, so it doesn't matter to me. But the overall winner at 41% was overrated, doesn't save as much money as most people think. So that is the majority opinion. I don't know why I didn't put the S on the first time I said it. The majority opinion of Disney's free dining program is that it is overrated. And I think we all agree, unless it's Mm -hmm. free and it just works out, and then take free stuff all the time. Because why wouldn't you? Exactly. Right. Especially out of Disney. Yep. Well, now it's going to be Apple. Definitely take it for yes. free. <laughs> we won't have free park maps anymore. We'll have to pay for those. <laughs> Calling it now. Oh, but, don't even say <laughs> it. Don't give them any ideas. That's what we always say when we do our show. Don't give them any ideas of what they could charge for. Or you'll have to have an iPhone to get a park map. 
That's safe. Oh, yeah. I'm still in the club right now. But thank you, guys. This was a good discussion. Uh, and uh, make sure everyone out there subscribe to us on YouTube as well as iTunes and leaving comments, feedback on everything. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will be back with you next week for another episode of the Diz Unplugged. But until then... We're thinking about you, Carol. We're thinking about yes. you, Carol. And have a great week, everyone. Bye.